Welcome back to One Great Conversation. It has been a while since I've recorded with Tim, our CEO at Lux's Greats, so it was a pleasure to have him back on. If there's something that gets Tim's fire going, it's knowing where we are headed and even more so what winning looks like in business. Tim goes against the grain, chooses not to listen to the news and media, and takes an unconventional approach to business and life that we can all learn from. Winning isn't a secret formula at Lux's Greats that only those in management positions have access to. It's transparent throughout the whole organization, and we want to share it with the world. Keep listening to find out exactly what we do here that works so well for us. Feels so weird being back on camera with you. In charge. Mm. Large and in charge. Last time you were pretty pregnant. Oh, was I ever? <laughs> it was so hard getting in and out of that chair. I remember now. <laughs> <Yeah>, oh. <sure. laughs> Needed a crane to get me out of there. <laughs> now I'm the fatter one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, why do you feel so passionately about scoreboard? Well, the biggest reason I feel so passionate about scoreboard is it's what winning looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you know what winning looks like in a business? And so many people have asked, like, how do you know what you're going to do, and how do you know where where you're going? I'm like, well, we refer back to the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've used the sporting analogy so often. You know, when we're a spectator of a sport or we're someone that's playing an actual sport, you know, there's actually a score. Mm. You know, not just there's a small scoreboard up for everyone to see, which is you know who's winning, who's losing, who's who's in front and who's behind. You know, time, a bit of time. There's always a bit of a time there. You know, 60 minutes of the game or 25 minute quarters or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of a time. So everyone understands that. But behind the scenes, there is a, a much larger scoreboard. Yeah. You know, and that detail might come out in the newspaper or it might come out online or be on their website or whatever. But hey, X person had X amount of tackles, yeah. tackle breaks. You know, each individual person had this breakdown of how they performed formed you mm-hmm. know of all the things they did like i said a tackle is an action because if you don't tackle you know oh, and when we talk a, sure. a, a, a football or um sort of analogy it's that's that's an action mm-hmm. and the result is they may have stopped them scoring or they may have stopped doing th- different True. things so i think everyone likes that win right and if you don't know what winning looks like where do you start mm. how do you start It'd be like, pretty hard. Well, it's, it's and difficult, right? Because no one really understands what it's about. And I think, okay, what's the rules of the game or with, with, with particular game you're playing? So mm-hmm. the analogy of a sport, going back to sport is, you know, but I tackled. And we're like, yeah, but you're playing netball. <laughs> yeah. So if we you're not in the right game, right? Exactly. Yeah. We don't tackle in netball. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. And, and, you know, we bring that back into business where we don't sell to trade. Oh, why not? Because that's not the rule of our game. You know, our game is we're selling wholesale product. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we need to talk to wholesalers and we need to engage wholesalers and so forth and so forth. So these actions that we take each day are lined up with the game that we're playing, right? And that's what winning looks like. Mm-hmm. Where the sporting analogy, I use them quite often because it's, it's easy to refer to in, yeah. you know, just like you can imagine making a tackle in tennis. Or like I said, netball, you know, you'd be fouled, you'd be off, you'd be put off. It's not that sport. You're in the wrong game. Mm. And if you want to do something quite passive, you know, or you want to play individual sport, which a lot of people want to do. So what's their scoreboard is to row, to row, you know, single man row is X amount of meters per minute or the particular speed that they're trying to do it. That's what winning looks like, right? 
But if I tried to enter and I knew that, you know, to what winning looked like, you know, to win a gold medal in rowing, you know, I knew what winning would look like. I wouldn't make the qualifier if I wasn't doing it fast enough, mm. you know. So what sort of training would I have to do? What are the things that I'd have to do to actually make sure that I could make that, you know, that time and that speed? So I knew straight away what winning would look like if I went into that particular game. So someone walks into our business, whether you're a team player, an external person, whether you're just an audience and someone that actually claps for us. So you think of our friends and family. You think yeah. of our partners, our loved ones, all the people around us, our children. They know whether we're winning or losing based on looking at the scoreboard. And I've even color-coded our scoreboard to a point where it's red or green. Yeah. It's go or it's not. You know, that as easy as that. There's no in-between because we hit the number, it lights up green. You don't hit the number, it's red. Very simple, right? So we understand ones, twos, numbers and everything from a very, very early age. <laughs> so at what point do you go that one plus one doesn't equal five? Yeah. It, it's two. You know, and you think through adolescent age, we learn this sort of stuff. So I think a lot of people lack that. And we talk different businesses, you know, we talk to them about what does winning like in, look like in their business and like, oh, when we're all happy and we're doing stuff. It's not, it's not enough, you know, it, it's yeah. not direct enough for people to really understand and have them like the audience. How can someone audience, you know, an audience can clap to say, oh, that you're all having fun, but what work gets done around here? How does the business stay alive? What does it look like? How, you know, I think that's where people get confused. So it's why I'm passionate, you know, and I, honestly, I think we can make a whole podcast. On that first question. On that first question, <laughs> because it, you know, there's so many elements to it, why it's so important. But yeah, and I'm pretty passionate around because I love myself knowing what winning looks like. I love my team knowing what winning looks like. And I certainly love an audience that looks in on, on a daily basis, weekly basis, yearly basis, knows that whether we're winning or losing. So, yeah, that's why, for sure. Amazing. Nothing to add, really, to that. What did the business look like previously in absence of keeping score? So, I know that scoreboard wasn't always a thing. Can you shed a bit of light to us what it looked like before? Well, as I just mentioned, you know, having it and you know what winning looks like, not having it in absence of it, it you didn't know what it looked like. So, it was a lot of work. You know, everyone's running around doing different things. And because of the score wasn't being kept, we didn't know. So how did I know? How could I give constructive feedback to a team member saying, hey, we've done well this week when I didn't know what well looked like mm. or we did bad this week because I didn't know what bad looked like. So the numbers had to come into play. And when I started putting some numbers into play, geez, it was, it, it was like I was trying to pull teeth. You know, I remember back one of the conversations I had trying to make um, 10 phone calls a day, you know, from someone that, you know, is in the sales space. And that was seen as telemarketing. Mm. You know, 10 phone calls a day isn't telemarketing. <laughs> telemarketing can make 50 to 60, if not 100 phone calls a day. 10 phone calls is very, very reasonable to make in, in a day, given that you've got a good conversation and everything. You've got good intent questions to ask mm. them and things like exactly. that. So it's putting a number around it and then it made people aware that oh geez so i've got to go out there and play and this is what i've got to do to make to play the game yeah. yes so if you decide to go out and only um kick one goal <laughs> or, or score two points in basketball right no players don't actually go out and go i'm only going to do one correct goal that's right and yeah. so they'd have an average they'd have an average of hey i normally shoot 12 points or 14 points mm -hmm. a game in basketball this is what i normally do then and they go out there and shoot 20 mm -hmm. do they know if they've won or not you know, they want personally, hey, they've done their PB. That's their best score that they've ever had. But on the overall scoreboard, unfortunately, the team lost by two points. Mm. 
someone else had dropped their average. Sure. You know, someone shot well under their average um, 14 or 15 or 16 points that they'd, they'd potentially shoot a game and they had a bad game. You know, so that one, fortunately, but as a team rallies together, you know, and everyone does their PB or everyone improves on their average, everyone's doing the good things, you, might, you know, more than likely you'll end up on top. And that's yeah. what winning looks like, a combined effort for a team. So True. Team, team sport is, you know, collaborative efforts, not everyone's PB all at once. So yeah. you've got individual um, – and that's what I had to point out to people. You know, so that's where, in absence of it, I didn't know. It was like, oh, um, James, yeah, he was doing really good, and that person wasn't doing, you know, Andy wasn't doing much better, and, you know, wasn't the average. Right. So I think, in the absence of it, how, ca- how could people know effectively at the end of the week where they were at? What had they done? What was good? What was bad? But they just didn't. So I felt like we're just flying blind. Right, yeah. And my biggest thing now is, not having a personal goal or not having a number on the scoreboard in the absence of having nothing, you're pretty much guaranteed to get that. Mm. In having reflective now and looking back at it, if you've got a number, at least we've got something to aim for. Like a goal, if we've got something to aim for, whether we get it or not, it's another thing, you know, but at least we've got something there. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, in, in, in all facets, facets of the business, in the absence of a scoreboard, you just don't know if you're winning or not. And to be honest, it's pretty scary. It is, yeah. Really scary to think, you know. Yeah. And I've used that scary analogy to a few people by saying, you know, if you were driving a particular vehicle down the highway and there was no dash, you didn't know what speed you were doing, you didn't know how much fuel left you had, you didn't know what the engine, you know, and there was no engine light, there was, no, there was nothing. It was telling you nothing, giving you no feedback. Just think for a second how that would feel. You know, here you are look, constantly looking around. I'd be looking around like there's no police officers, hopefully. What speed is other people and then doing? You're trying, yeah, but and, you'd be, and you wouldn't know. Yeah, you'd have you no know. idea. And it would be scary, yeah. you know. This fear would start creeping. Yeah. Like how far can I go until this thing stops? How far can, you know, until I run out of petrol? How far can I go until, you know, I don't know if the temperature gauge is, you know, it, it, how yeah. do I know when it's going to blow up? You, you wouldn't don't. be your best self because you'd always be worried. You'd be constantly concerned, right, and worried. And then you'd have everyone come in you know, and try to give you opinion while you're doing it. So you're looking around, you're looking around your surroundings, using your surroundings to say, oh, no, 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 it looks like everyone's doing 110 up the highway. But they're not. Yeah. That could be all speeding. <laughs> yeah, and then you're following what they're doing. And then you're doing. following yeah. what they're doing. You know, it's, yeah. it's so that, that, that paints a picture, right? So I don't care what other businesses are doing. This is what winning looks like in our business. I don't care what others, um, what numbers they're, they're shooting for or if they've got them or if they haven't. I don't care how many times they see a particular customer a year. This is how we do it here. So it's what our game looks like. You know, we've been constantly confronted with that from different people coming through our organisation. But I challenge anyone in their organisation is to set the narrative, mm. set the score, set the rules of the game and go forth. Yeah. You know, and if you don't have any of those, then create them. You know, so back when I heard these particular analogies and the concept is is to do exactly that, is to have that creation of it. And now, like I said we wouldn't turn back. Mm. But yeah, scary, scary days, and scary to think about what this business would look like without it. Really would be. Because so. we've been, we've been doing it for quite some time now, and I think on the flip, I know you said it's scary to not have it. This is off the cuff when we reset those numbers and they do look scary when you first put them on the board you've got your targets but there's no you know results on there when we refresh the scoreboard how do you go about helping the team understand 
how to tackle those numbers. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. The resets come from, you know, I guess a particular formula. We can reset those formulas based on the previous, you know. So um, we've got back to sporting analogy. We've played really well last year. Mm-hmm. We made X amount of tackles. We made X amount of metres gained or we made X amount of points per game, average points per game, all this sort of stuff. We could take a, you know, pretty much take an average for what mm-hmm. the year looked like. We can improve on that. So if we're looking at that, um, if you're coming just into the business, you know, or just into the game and you realise like how many metres gained and our last company that we worked for or the last team that I played for, we only averaged this amount of metres per game or this amount of tackles per game, well, the game changes really quickly. Mm-hmm. Or for the ones that are in the game and they played it, they're like, nah, it's not too bad. You know, it's not as scary. So everyone has this apprehensive feel around a, a particular number or a score, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and, you know, we all have different emotions around that. You know, we certainly have different emotions around, hey, that, that seems like a lot of work, you know, and then some things like, oh, that's easy. I, we can do that easily. That's not going to be difficult at all. So some things are seen easy, some things are seen hard, but it's, you know, how we look at it on a metric level rather than an emotional level. Sure. Right? Yeah. You know, like and, like, and like most things, and when we talk about produ- um, being productive, it's not about the overall, it's about what parts yeah. What parts of each of that overall thing, it, how can we break that down into bite-sized pieces? Yeah. Because we know each day one great thing can change the outcome of where towards that actual goal itself. So it's each each individual bite-sized piece that allows us, you know, to build on that. And then when mm. we look back, we go, oh, geez, we have made yeah X amount of contribution. So at the time... If you're trying to, you know, go back to sport, Again. <laughs> make th- three tackles at one time. Yeah. Is that possible? I don't think so. You can't. Act- Pretty yeah, sure. Can't yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think you can do three tackles at once. You can't get. <laughs> one by one, th- right? Three ta- three scores, like three, you know, yeah. like marks against your name in- for three tackles at once. So hang on a minute. That means I've got to do a tackle at a time to get that score for yeah. 20 tackles that I'm trying to get per game. Okay. Right. So how do you go about doing the one? You know, you set out to, to go and do the one and same thing with, you know, X amount of whether it be visiting your clients, how many clients can I see at once? Mm. You know, how many how many phone calls can you do at once? Is that a challenge? <laughs> <laughs> All I ask is like, oh, yeah, look, I've got to do 10 a day. Yeah. I might as well get those 10 people on that one phone call and just have mm. that one call and then do a teleconference call and get – do you, I honestly think that's effective, you know, like as if that's the way that you want to do it, if that's mm. the way you want to, you know, you want to score. See how you're already cutting – you're trying to make shortcuts. Sure. Right? Where if I go, no, 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 I've got 10, that means 10 times I need to do this. Right, 10 times that each I can better on those 10 times as well. So the first call... You're missing the process if you only do it once, right? I feel so. Yeah. I feel. Because you're not giving yourself opportunity to learn, try different things, speak to different types of people, see what works, see what doesn't. Yeah, Mm. for sure. And then obviously, you know, we were adjusting after all these years, after having scored, we're still adjusting the quality of each of those actions that we take. Mm. Then we're we're not trying to make it worse. We're trying to make you know more engaging phone calls. We're trying to make more engaging emails. Mm. We're trying to make more engaging visits. So everything just betters, right? So we're better than the quality. And we've also over the years increased the quantity. Yes. So the quantity gets higher, right? So how good a tackle was it? How good a visit was it? You know, com- compared to just doing it. I just made that tackle. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't as strong, wasn't as powerful, it didn't really affect sure. the other team. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, so there's also that we look at each uh, each the individual score. If we want to review each individual part, we can see how how effective it was as well. So after doing the action, 
then we can review the result. Mm, very good. And how does scoreboard results help the company make decisions for the future? What's involved? Essentially, that what I just mentioned, you know, is being able to take an average, give yourself that score, mm -hmm. uh, and then and allow to work with the new what the new numbers look like. And then sometimes I don't, I don't even know what it looks like. We've never done that before. So as we derive to that new number and we actually tick it off, or we you know we turn it green, we've we've won the championship. We don't know what it looks like. We haven't won the championship yet. From a sporting analogy, what does it look like when we hit this particular number in business? You know, what does it look like after we've visited X amount of wholesalers or X amount of emails have been sent? We don't know. Mm. But as we work through those those particular challenges to get to it, and then we know what it looks like when we've actually done it. Yeah. You know, what results it's been produced. So. I guess that's the difference, knowing that as we've made these actions, the results are like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't realise that X amount of actions produce this result. Sure, I get it. Yep. Right? So in, in, in a way, it becomes a formula because if I respond to, you know, if I respond to X amount of wholesale inquiries, well, there'd be a, a lag result for that, right? So you'd know how many people you would need <laughs> to respond to these call to actions. So beforehand, you know, we're thinking, oh, we need X amount of people to answer all the calls, but you don't know how many calls are coming. Mm -hmm. How can you judge that? Mm. And so all of a sudden we're in control of the narrative because we know what actions we do and then the results are, are a, a byproduct and we're able to adjust them, adjust them as we go. So they're a constant ever-moving ever sort of thing because we need more people to you know, pack orders. We need more people yeah. to answer phone calls. We need more people to deal with some of the solutions to some of the issues mm. and concerns that people have. Just like you know, if, the, if a team was scoring through a weak part of your business, you know, it's the reason why they got on top, we'd have to strengthen that particular area of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because we played well for three quarters of the game, but we all got tired in the last half or last quarter, and that's where we got overrun. You know, so we didn't have the we didn't have the endurance that we thought we had. Mm. You know, i.e. like this, you know, we didn't have the endurance to see it through. At the end of the month we're tired, we're burnt out. Well, hang on, the numbers are too high. You know, we yeah. can't sustain this. So we're not too attached to how it is, we can adjust it if needed. Yeah. Like if we see friction points in the business. Is oh, that sort of what you're saying? For sure. Yeah. You know, and the, why we need to make those adjustments is you're understanding the numbers. You understand what you're trying to produce. And that's where ultimately what winning looks like is what you're in control of and the result is a byproduct of that. It's the result shows up. You know, you're not in control of that part. Mm. A lot of people think they are though. Yes. Well, they, but they that's the are. difference here, right? We yeah. are in control of the action. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not in control of winning the championship. You're in control of everything leading up to that. And that's, I think, a lot of people skip over. You know, they beat themselves up for not making X amount of sales. X amount of volume of business, X, you know, but haven't looked at the reason why. You know, the reason why is these actions aren't enough to produce the result that you require. Sure. Where a lot of businesses are driving salespeople on KPI, performance mm -hmm. level of how much revenue or how much sales that they make on a monthly basis. You're setting them up to lose. Mm. If that's your key metric of whether a salesperson's good or not because they bring in X amount of volume of business each month, then they're already going to lose. They don't and know, I feel they like, don't the know like the attitude as well, it's going to be a bit smelly between people when they're just focusing on KPIs. Like yeah. they're not going to be working together as a team. 
in a way. That well, uh, I feel. for sure, you know, but yeah. the, it doesn't. It it doesn't lead. They don't know or they skip over what actions yeah. they're actually doing yeah. to produce that result. Yeah. So they skip over it, and then again, there's no consistency in it. All right. So, mm. for argument's sake, they fluke it. They fluke that sales. They're new. They you know they're trying to make X amount of business. Then they go about it again the same way next month, and obviously with different actions, and they don't they don't produce it. Mm, so it's not consistent. It's not consistent. They don't know. It's not what to expect. It's not, it doesn't become the standard. It doesn't become the norm for the business. It's just like in like a sporting team. You don't know what you're going to get. Some weeks they're amazing, and the next week they they're not. Mm. You know, are they reminding them of the, the constant narrative? So they get in there, they make the tackles, they do the stuff, they do the work, they make the ground. You know, all the stats that they're looking on, all the actions that they produced without looking at the scoreboard. But they put it damn so big up, you know, up on the screen. They're like, no, we've got to score another try. We've got to score another try. And so they're, they're in the hunt of the result constantly. Mm. That's a result. The score up on that board, whether they've won or lost on, on a result, which is the game-winning points, sure. like the product being sold or the game-winning points, is the byproduct of how many actions. Mm. And we've all commented Leading that Leading up to being on the field. Yeah. 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 Well, on the yeah, even on the field. So X amount of meters gained or run or or done, you know, all this sort of stuff is how many good serves, are you talking tennis, you know, how many good all all the different things that you've done. Yeah. How many shots? So you gotta have a shot, right, before you get points in basketball. You actually gotta shoot it. Yeah. Towards you can't the go- miraculously no, just get you don't, a you don't just get yeah. given points in <laughs> yeah. that game. For sure. Right? So we don't just get sales. <laughs> Because we're we're a sales team. Yeah. What did we do in sales mm. to actually get great salt? Mm. So same with basketball. How did you get points on that board to show that you won if you just turn up on the court? Yeah. No, 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 no. We turn up on the court. We had X amount of possession of the ball. We shot X amount of times at the at the hoop. Yep, so all those things yeah. plus together yeah. equal the result. Equal the result. And sometimes you put them together and they don't equal the result that you're looking for. How come? You can go back and reanalyze the actions that I mm. took, the actions that I took, how much possession well, we go, had, all oh, the possession that we still we lost. Yeah. yeah. But if we're constantly through the game looking, oh, we're only 10 points behind, we're only 10 points behind, and then some teams can be disheartened mm. because we're 10 points behind. Right, so then they already lose steam. They kind of already 100%, give up. 100%. The momentum's gone because mm. they see, and there's a flip side to both of those, that, hey, I'm 15 points down, we can't win. So the morale of the team goes down, so yeah. it puts you, you, know, put you back in that cycle. You look at the you look Tony Robbins cycle, mm. right? The way I'm feeling, I feel shit because we're losing. So I look at the result. The result puts you lack of action. Lack of action suppresses the potential and, and the potential makes you feel shit. And so we're and back repeat. in that. Yeah, yeah, rinse and repeat and you're in the negative cycle where, hey, I'm feeling crap. What's my potential? Well, I'm, I'm a good basketball player or I'm a good football player. Okay, what actions do I need to take? So I take more action. Then I start producing results mm. and those results make me feel good and we're back into the positive yeah. cycle again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's so easy to look at that. And you can see many teams in a sporting game can do that. And then how often are we actually doing that review? True. We're reviewing that, doing it on a game basis, mm. or we're doing that on a weekly basis, or we're doing it on a yearly basis for business. Because most businesses only look at those results at the end of the year. When they give the paperwork over to the accountant and go, hey, this is my numbers for the year. What do you think? And they go, they're garbage. But you still owe tax. 
and then everyone gets upset and then they resent their tax man and all the rest of it starts to follow where it's not it's not good enough you know if you're not looking at your numbers on a, on a week in business minimum weekly then and that's everyone, not just no, it's every, uh, a every small amount of people. Well, it yeah. can't be just a couple of people in business understand the numbers. It's a team sport. Mm. We're all in it together. So we need to understand that. Are we winning or are we losing from anyone within the organisation? Not just the two people at the top or the two. It exactly. doesn't matter. So I think people forget that. Yeah, they treat it like secret knowledge. Yeah, it's not secret. If you want them to win, you want them to play the game right, then it can't be a secret because this is what it looks like. This is what winning looks like in this business. I was going to say you've answered two questions down. Perfect. So we're going to skip over that question <laughs> because that's beautifully put answer. <laughs> Love being head of the game. <laughs> yeah. You know what winning looks like. So we'll skip to how does scoreboard support our company model, which is product excellence? So product excellence comes into every every part of those actions, mm. right? So you think of every action our business takes, you know, whether it be a phone call, whether it be a visit to a client or customer, whether it be engagement, whether it be an email, everything that we do, mm. right, is all about how good the product is. This is the type of product you'd expect. This is what you get, you know, a number one product. So the excellence behind it is unrivaled that's the difference so if we go into it in every action that we take is representing our unrivaled product when you've got the greatest product in the world you let people know about it exactly right so if we've got the best team in the world and we're priding ourselves on the on operational excellence because the team can deliver it you can get it here you can mm. drone drop it drive through service all this sort of stuff that's operational excellence then that's that's the type of business you are, then you let the world, every action you do, you let the world know that's what you do or you let your local area, depending on where you're doing your business, you let them know about that. Mm. But we're a products excellence business and our products excellence shines through every single conversation, touch point, visit, example, market, everything we do, we let people know that it's, the, it's an unrivaled product of the world. And that's the difference of product excellence, you know. Yeah, genuine customer service, customer intimacy comes into play through a lot of this, but based on volume of this business that, you know, it is, and we've set the new standard. This is the product that is a standardised product for the rest of the world. Yeah. Now that's a new standard, right, because of its product excellence. The intimacy of a customer is the whole world how to be intimate with the whole world well we still have standard guidelines how intimate we can be with our clients and our customers sure. but it's they're not going to be the one and only person that's purchasing sure. this you know our business isn't like lamborghini where they've got a real high customer intimacy mm. because they're only dealing with a couple of people you know we're talking what 20 or 30 people in queensland that are having that conversation with, that's very with intimate. people yeah it's very intimate yeah. with people that are purchasing but that's their focus they've that's, picked that They've chosen that. So that's their main front of yeah. mind. That's yeah. what they're focusing on. And is on. the product good? Yeah, the product's good. <laughs> it's not the be and an end all. It's yeah. a nice high pinnacle, high ranged, high valued product, you know, and yeah, it works quite well and everyone lusts after it. But the intimacy that that particular company has, right, when they're dealing with you because, you know, they range and they're based. So 
trying to understand. So you think of an online business um, mm-hmm. that's trying to get to their intimacy is, is not as strong, mm. right? Their intimacy is not that strong. So their operational excellence, where you click, pay, collect. Like know, Amazon. Look, yeah, Amazon. Perfect example of less than of 24 op- hour delivery. Operational excellence. Yeah. On a Sunday, even. All day, every day. Yeah. And that's what excellence. you sort of learn to expect from Amazon. So 100%. that's why it is operational yeah. excellence. But what, can, what sort of product can you get off Amazon? Good stuff, bad stuff. Oh, yeah, it's hit and miss. Hit and miss. So all of a sudden, they're not this product excellence, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not letting anyone know that we have the best product in the world. No. They're not letting people, you know, they said we can get every product in the world to and, deli- and to get it to you quicker than and, you know, everything from A to Z, which is in their logo, yeah. right? How quick they can get it to you is operational excellence. Yeah. And they pride themselves on that. Mm-hmm. And they're continuing to develop more ways how they can get product to you. Yeah. Even faster. So that's Quicker. a good example of when someone really focuses on yeah. one topic. Yeah, well, they've picked, their, they've picked their area. They've picked their area of what they want to do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, product excellence you know, is making sure that each touch point that we have for us in our organisation is making you aware of our excellence in the product that we deliver. Love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we love to talk about this. What is the lag effect that shows up in scoreboard? I'd love for you to go into a bit more detail about this, please. This is, I guess the lag effect has come from understanding the numbers, the review of the numbers, the understanding what actions we take and then when when do we sort of expect things to show up? Right, so it's quite interesting as we embark on some of these actions that we were taking through the organisation. At the end of the week, we're like, yep, yep, we've seen X amount of people and we've given X amount of offers and samples and made X amount of phone calls. We've done all this cool stuff. And we look there on a Friday going, but we haven't made a sale in the early stages. Like, yeah, still, yeah. The sale hasn't been made. I'm like, what? what's wrong with us? All right, change things up. Let's Next week, we're going to do this and I'm going to say this and say, you know, and so constantly you're making these changes to evolve because the result hadn't produced yet. So we found the lag, you know, is anywhere between six to eight to 16 weeks. Wow. So we just say there's a window, there's a ten, eight to 10 week window, mm. right? If you looked at a sweet spot after you do an action is when things showed up. So you don't wake up the next morning and go, no. where are all my sales? No. I did 20 phone calls yesterday. No, I did 20 <laughs> phone calls yesterday. I expect exercise tomorrow. We're not. It's not relative. And in this organisation, in this business, it's, it's just not showing up there. You know, same thing with you look at, you know, on a digital level, social response and sure. social media. You know, things don't go viral that quick. It takes time. Unless Some, you're really funny. <laughs> Some funny things are said, you know, right? But it's a time, you know, time Timing, position, right? Yeah, so you think time. one day, two days, yeah. three days, all of a sudden yeah. within a week, you know, you've got X amount of yeah. million views or you have X amount. And then that's relative to something that, hey, that's been around for 10 years that now has X amount of same yeah. million views. Yeah. All right. So it took X amount of time. And so it's ingrained and indentured because 10 years gets superseded faster and greater. Mm-hmm. Or you get, you're passing around that um, response that happened in a shorter period of time. Sure. So that's something. Yeah, like what I was trying to say, are you getting that build? Where is that spot? Yeah. So because something didn't take off and go viral straight away, is that the reason why you've changed things up? True. So we're and that's what I... Or should you Or should you? Yeah. That's right. So at what point do you understand in your business that, hey, this is the spot? No, it didn't go viral. Yeah. Cool. I've got to now produce some other material. But while all this is happening, what's being done in absence? What's being done in its absence? 
Yeah, because what happens if you focus like solely on one thing, like say, for example, you focus on one action and not other actions as well, like if you really hone in on one thing? Well, so if you're honing on one, you know, so for argument's sake, client visit. I've seen 20 clients this week, but I only sold X amount of product. Mm. So next week you're like, no, nah, I'm going to go and see more. Yeah. And then you produced a different result. <laughs> and then the next week you're like, oh, well, I don't see need to see as many because that produced X amount. Mm. So all of a sudden there's constant change. So each week yeah. you're seeing a different amount of people based on what you're seeing that week is how much business you sold. So all of a sudden you actually don't know the formula of mm. whether you see X amount of people, how much business is produced. And that's where you get some months, oh, it's just a slow month because the weather was bad, the election was on, <laughs> it's Christmas time, it's Easter, oh, everyone's on holidays. And Before, all of a sudden the whole year's gone, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I can't always stand something. that stuff. There's always going to be something. And guess what? Yeah. It, that stuff comes around every year, Yeah. right? You know, oh, it's the pandemic. Oh, it's this. There's always a reason, always an excuse. So where's the adjustment into what's required and where is that spot in your business? So where is that lag? Where is that Where is that point? If you don't know that point in business, mm. then how are you making informed decisions and then leading a team of informed decisions of where that actually is and what things they should be doing? Mm. So it's okay not to see clients anymore because we don't produce results from it because last week we saw 20 customers and we didn't produce any results. I'll stop seeing customers then. It's ridiculous, mm. you know. So understand where those – when we go into the scoreboard, we produce the actions, then we know what results show up, and then we know the lag effect of that is mm. not instant. You know, so a basis that we've had a massive week, we've had a productive week, and we produced an amazing result. No, that amazing result wasn't from, from the productive yeah. week that you just had. Yeah. Especially in our business. No. You know, eight to ten weeks ago. Look back eight to ten weeks. Is that See exact what sweet spot? Yeah. What was said in that time? And you want to stretch it out to the fourteen weeks after or the you know, anywhere from that six to you know, sixteen weeks. Sure. But the sweet spot's eight to ten. Mm. You see what you said. It'll be really you know, for this organization it's really interesting to see. And after all these years it hasn't failed. Still mm. that. Still that. You'd think it would change, but it just hasn't. Well, as you say, numbers don't lie. Nope. Yeah. Not emotional. Numbers they just are. They yeah. just are. It is what it is. Would you say as well, like what what was showing up for me with that answer, would you say give something eight to ten weeks to see what shows up first before you start trying to change something? Like how long for someone who's just starting with scoreboard, how long would you from scratch give to see how to find that lag effect? Or well, think- would it be different for every business? I think every business is going to have a different yeah. that that point. But like most things, we talk of habitual habits. So how long do you give yourself to say, "Hey, now I want to do this," and you can make that change, right? So is that is it a thirty day thing, sixty day thing, ninety day thing? So we're looking at ninety days, that twelve weeks. Yeah, I was going to say ninety days is usually ninety days. If you've consistently done something for ninety days every day for ninety days, it's I'm pretty sure you've close to shackled that habit or bad yeah. whether it's a good habit bad habit you've got hold of it after that mm. um, if you can't then then like i said the adjustments need to be made okay you know where you got derailed oh after a month 30 days didn't happen i didn't bother anymore okay cool it was that long enough so understanding what that spot looks like and i think yeah obviously in our organization we've understood that if we play to that and yeah i wouldn't be making adjustments in that first eight to ten weeks mm. 
Um, and that's if, especially if you're new on board, you know, I would have made those adjustments until you've seen that through. Sure. All right. Take the feedback. Most yeah. definitely. What showed up? Well, this week, you know, everyone was ha- happy to see me. The next week, the week after, or the first month, they didn't want to, uh, you know, I was uncomfortable. And then the month after, I was even more confident and comfortable. And then a month after that, all of a sudden, these confident, you know, the types of person that you are through those actions is going to change the result as well, remember? Yeah. Yep. So it's like multifaceted. Absolutely. Yeah. So all of a sudden after the first, do you think you can produce the same result after the first three months because you're not as confident and then the next three months you're super confident because now you know what to expect, Mm. you're definitely going to produce a different result. But you're going to produce that result after that three months. Yeah. (laughs) Not in that three months. So you can go into that next three months with all this confidence going, yep, I've done this, I've done that, and all of a sudden you've changed the confidence and you've derailed the actions that you're taking Mm. or the conversation or the intent with the conversation that you're having and you produced a worse result. Mm. Why? Because the unconfident detailed conversation in the first 12 weeks was better than being the overconfident 12 week after and then you, the, the, sure. the next lag wasn't yeah. as strong, you know. So maybe it was too much the second time around. Well, you skip things. Yeah. Because confidence, you forget. Or you, it yeah, blinds you, you a bit, I guess. Yeah. yeah. In confidence, sometimes you miss. You, you miss the, the details. You miss the details. You forget yeah. the important parts, or yeah. you skip through some stuff. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter because I'm producing the result anyway. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we can get tripped up. We can be tripped up very carefully. So that's why it always comes back to, what action are we taking? Mm. How are we taking it? What are we saying in it? And that make, makes a difference because if it's just a visit with no intent, then you know how that's the type of result that will show up. Like they didn't, exactly. they don't really care. Mm. Um, and, and we proved that through to COVID. I've spoke about that before. Yeah, you know, we made phone calls, but we couldn't see people. We couldn't couldn't physically go into stores and visit them. So we made phone calls. But when I ask him, say, hey, you know, you have an order for the last month. Where's your order? Yeah, in that phone it was call. So more in. Um, as you said, there was intent behind it. There was intent behind it. It was yeah. to share the love and keep the flow. It was like, hey, how are you? I hope everything's all right. Just letting you know that we're here if you ever need us, mm. you know, because we're just as worried about the world as we are with you. You're our client. You're our customer. And that's it. That was the narrative and just a touch point. And through that touch point, if they said, oh, it's fantastic. I've got you on the phone. Thanks for calling. Or thank you very much. You know, it changed their vibe, changed their feel yeah. through, through that conversation. So, yeah, it wasn't. So, yeah, the action that we took was exactly the same action. It was just a phone call. Mm. But the type of intent that we took, the narrative that we took into that convo was different than, you know, than what some exactly. would make. Oh, I'm, I've called them. I've called them, let them know that we are, you know, we're still, we're still open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so what are you trying to achieve? Yeah, yeah. what are you trying to achieve yeah. through that action, yeah. all right? But, yeah, so it's, yeah, that's what it comes down to mm. is how we, how we approach it and what's the... What's the context yeah. of the call? Context is really important. Yeah, for sure. And last question, what bit of homework would you like to set or even a mini challenge around this topic, not just to the team, but business owners, individuals, whoever views this episode? I think is to look at it and understand it, you know, to, to look at each individual action that you take. What are we currently doing? What, are we, what currently are we doing to contribute towards that action? Right, say, i.e., it's an email. Right, my role has me with a KPI performance of X amount of emails per week or X amount of emails per month. What am I doing with that? Where am I in current stage? How many am I doing? Hey, I'm meeting my target, or no, I'm not meeting my target, or I'm over that target. Right, if you're meeting over your target, great. Now we've got some time 
to go into the context, right? Yeah. So the context of that email. What's the context of the email? Hey, what's up? Send out. That's, you know, maybe we can put some more detail into that particular True. email. Same with the phone call, right? Like we just spoke about phone calls. What's the context that we're sitting in that in the conversation? So, you know, you can make a thousand shit calls, right? Or we're making one good call with a lot of intent, as right? As soon and as the second one. Yeah, yeah. So we're making that call and then we're built off that second one. We're built in two and three. So understanding where you're at. We're at this current stage. I'm not doing any of it or I am doing some of it. If you're doing some of it, how are we going to make it better? How are you going to make it great? How are we going to make that great phone call? And is that what greatness looks like by making that one extra phone call, um, that better context and with sending the intention? And, you know, that's the improvement, right? That's how we can better it. I think for business owners, very similar and the same, is to adjust where they're at, where they're currently at. Okay, what particular number are they going for? What have they set their team up to win? What are they adjusting? What are they looking at? So now the the challenge is to v- review that. Mm-hmm. Right? So review exactly what you're at today. You know, so um, given the start of the week, this is what it is. What does it look like at the end of the week? Right? What changes? What adjustment have been made? And also, again, if you don't understand how that number is about who contributes towards that number, how I can contribute to that number and it's not part of my – is it part of my role or it's not, mm. right? Because there's things that people say, oh, no, I can't contribute to the scoreboard. Yeah. Really? <laughs> means you can't put any contribution whatsoever in any of the actions that we take each week. Mm. I said I challenge you to think that people are already doing it. I challenge you that you probably already are yeah. making contributions to the scoreboard aware but you're it. not scoring it. Yeah. And they go, how? And I said, well, if you're making a contribution, so on the weekend you mentioned to your brother-in-law that's doing a renovation, you know, and they may need grade or something like that, you've engaged them, you've told them a store where you can purchase it from because it's one of that our customers, counts. you know, um, and that's you're linking that up. Well, that's, that's scorable. I actually just did one earlier on social media. There you go. So that's a score. Mm. You don't work for that department. You don't work, but it is actually scorable. So as the input, if you're putting that score in, that's going to change the narrative. That's going to change the outcome. Just like all of a sudden people are out there playing the game and scoring for you, right? So we look at sport. When you play at your home ground and you have an advantage of more people clapping for you, encourages you, gives you more confidence, makes you feel better, you generally nine times out of ten play better in front of a home crowd. Yeah. So you do some of your best work when you're in your own environment. Mm. But when you're in your own environment, you don't think it's work. But you're actually talking about passionately yeah. about different things, you know, and that's the difference. It's a scorable event. It doesn't happen nine to five, Monday to Friday is not your It's not the, the limit. It's yeah. not the limit. It's not your, you know, but it's potentially scorable and it produces a result. Yeah. And I think people lose that in business. Or it can be the reverse. So nine to five, you're not passionate about what you're doing in work. You don't understand what you're doing within your organisation. You mm. don't know what winning looks like. You're a bit frustrated by not knowing what winning looks like. What sure. do you think the conversation is like outside of nine to five mm. with your friends and family and all? Not that. the best. Not the best, mm-hmm. right? So that may be cult- a cultural thing, but a cultural thing is, hey, I know what it looks like when we're winning yeah. and I know what actions I need to take or I know where I can contribute towards changing the result for this business yeah and i mentioned something to a friend on the weekend and then i've scored that even though it's not my department i've scored that in eight to ten weeks time it could show up that samples is sent to a store and then they wouldn't receive it and all of a sudden they've gone and purchased it from one of wholesalers exactly. and, and so forth you know it's certainly not going to show up this week 
but it will, you know, in the eight to 10 week time, you know that, hey, that now in what we call an engagement process, you know, as, as we make those engagements and we join those dots together, that's got nothing to do with everyone's role. So you'll start to see that it's just not a sales thing. You know, it's going to be people True. that work in accounts, it's going to be people that work in it's a team people thing. in culture, it's going to be working. Yeah. Well, because we play a team sport. Yeah. Not an individual sport. This business is a team game. What winning looks like is when we're all winning. Mm. Not with one person winning and no one else winning. Yeah. That's the difference. So you want to play an individual sport? Then go and play an individual sport. You want to play an individual business? Then go and work on an individual. Be a sole trader. But this organisation... That's always my response. <laughs> yeah, this this organisation is a team, yeah. team game, team played. Right, and the overall results of best efforts at any one time is going to create the winning the winning formula, right? But if we bring that average down or bring that narrative and the average lower than what it needs to be, is we won't we won't win. And generally, we don't win. You know, we've won more than we've lost in this business. That's amazing. Because we know what winning looks like. So because we've set that, then that's why people go after it. If you want to keep walking past a number that is not right or it's wrong or it's not it's a number that we don't understand or, you know, understand it. Yeah. Understand everyone's how that's got scored. The, I don't know if liberty is the right word, but everyone can speak up and ask. Yes. It There's no secret of it. It one person. Yeah. I don't know what, you know, in, in, in some people and got, love the, you know, keep reverting back to, to sporting analogy. But what's a line? <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I didn't know what a line break was. I have no idea what a line break is. There you go. So if you don't know what a line break is, go and hunt that line break. But why is it up on the scoreboard? Why do each week that everyone claps when when – a particular player makes X amount of line breaks. Mm, Why is that a thing? Yeah, I don't get it. So you're asking what you want to understand or what to do is understand the things that you don't know. Yeah. So I don't know what line break. Yeah, I don't know what an engagement is. Yeah. Why the hell is that on the scoreboard? I don't know what a hashtag. We don't do boring moment. How do I score that? Mm. If you don't understand that, we hunt that down. I don't know what a phone call looks like. What type of phone call? What so actions probably. In the absence of actions is people not understanding. Yes. That's what I get from that. And in the absence of understanding. Nothing happens. We, well, one, <laughs> i.e. nothing happens. Or we make shit up. Oh, dear. Then we all know where that leads to. We start making shit up. We start making stuff up, you know, that oh, no, 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 I didn't call them because they, I knew they were on holidays. That's and I call BS to that because you don't know that you know you didn't make the phone call. How do you know? I might have cancelled the holidays or, yeah. Don't, don't assume. Mm. You know, there's only one way of finding out, and that's asking the question. Yep. Same with the engagements for any little process that we make within ours and whatever your actions are, based in your business. You know, and there's particular actions that have been built and added on top of our scoreboard over the years because we now see the relative importance. If our business doesn't do this, it actually changes the type of result that we produce. So that's why we've seen that importance by adding them. And yeah, it builds out. Yeah, it builds out. Yeah, they've got subcategories. Yeah, they've got different ranges. But at the end of the day, we know what winning looks like on a weekly basis within this organisation. And it's going to even be more fine-tuned as we continue to build to be on a daily basis. And if, um, if IT has their way, we'll know what winning looks like on an hourly basis. <laughs> I was going to say on the moon or Mars. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but, also that, yeah. But yeah, happen. on an hourly that basis. Like it's real time, live yeah, time, yeah, yeah. like literally That's as amazing. you sit. You know? So how many actions do I produce at this particular time? You know, you will still not produce 
if you did a phone call in the first hour and then after an hour that they didn't respond or they didn't call back mm. or whatever like that, we're not using that. We know that eight, uh, eight to T. That's still in play. Yeah. That's in, st- in play. Yeah. So just concentrate on what's in front of you and that's the actions that will produce the results. Mic drop. <laughs> Thank you so much for such an impactful episode. You really answered those questions with so much love and depth and I hope that everyone else gets something from it. Thanks very much. No worries. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of One Great Conversation, brought to you by Lux's Greats. We hope you gain some valuable insights that you can implement into your personal and professional life. Please share this episode with others who you think may be interested in this topic. If there's something you'd like covered in future episodes, drop us a line in the comment section or send us a message on social media. To stay up to date with new episodes and to help support One Great Conversation, please subscribe or follow us on your favourite streaming platform.